0: Thanks, Twig. It's so good um, being able to be in person, isn't it? And be able to do life together. I know there's some happy campers as well. I want to say a big welcome to all those watching online as well. Uh, we love our, our online church and there's plenty of them that are actually doing this series with us as well. So the series we're doing, as been mentioned, is Whisper, Hearing from God. And this is week um, three and it's been a great, a, a great series. It's been a great series for me and, and it's been a great series for our church. I, I guess any series you do which is telling you to lean into God and to hear from God is going to be a very good series. Um, talking about um, hearing someone's voice, um, my wife who is probably gonna have a baby in the next week or two, um, is decided it was time to buy a baby monitor. Um, and I don't know why you really need them. Um, the kid yells old enough to know that it's awake and it's alive, um, but she wanted to buy it because this is our second one. And so maybe just when the baby stirs then you can just check to see if that's ah, all good. So anyway, we, set, we got this thing in the mail and I set it all up and we thought I'd test it out on my two-year-old daughter. And, um, and so they put the camera in there and um, I was laying in bed and I woke up in the morning and I thought, I'll just see what she's doing. She makes some funny noises in the, in the morning and I turned it on and she's there just playing with her toys. And I worked out there's a feature on this thing where you can hold it and you can actually speak to them. And um, I thought, <laughs> well, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, I, I pressed in the hell and I said, Sienna, like this. And she, I remember seeing she looked... Up from her cot to this thing, and she was a bit like excited but a little bit horrified. And then I thought, I'll keep pushing it. And I said, Sienna, I'm watching you. And then, um, and then she did it again. And then this time I thought I probably pushed it too far. I thought I'd sing her the Teletubby song. And um, it wasn't a good start to the morning because she just started crying out. She's like, Mom, you know, and, and then it wasn't. So be grateful you're not hearing well, you are hearing my voice, but God's voice, um, in this series. One thing I've learned, and I don't know if you've discovered it in your life yet, um, but there are a lot of voices, there's a lot of point of views that get shared, um, and they don't actually even need to be current ones. You know, think about this in your life. Maybe it is um, some past experiences that you've had, Or, or maybe it's past things that people have said to you or about you. Or maybe it's even fears. And all these things are coming together and they're telling you who you are and the direction you should go. And I've found personally for me, it sometimes feels like they are fighting to be the loudest voice. Have you ever experienced this? It's like all these different things are coming And all I want to do is I want to focus in on something and navigate my way to a destination. But there seems to be so much coming at me or coming at you that you're not even sure how to get to your destination, let alone actually remember what your destination was in the first place. And this is pretty significant because we're in a series talking about listening to God, hearing from God. I want to have a uh, an honesty moment with you. We're talking about loud voices. Um, a, a, an honesty moment is this, that I want to share a pet hate with, that I had when I was young, all right? A pet hate is probably a bit strong, a pet dislike maybe, um, And I'm going to be just share it with you, don't judge me. Um, But you know, I've worked through this and it's not an issue anymore. But my pet hate when I was young was this loud chewers. Don't act like you haven't experienced yourself. People that chew their food excessively loud. Has anyone experienced this? Does anyone want to be honest and put your hand up and be counted in? That's good. We will do a healing service for all of us down the front here soon. But this is how it normally plays out for those who have never experienced or suffered from this. You'd be sitting on a couch watching, or maybe at a cinema, and you're watching a, I love documentaries. And so I'll be watching this documentary and soaking it in. I love to learn. So I'll just be watching it and just Enthralled in it. And I want to take every bit of information out of it until then someone who God has gifted with the gift of loud chewing comes and decides to sit next to you. Um, and coming with them, they decide to feast on either a packet of chips or a box of shapes. And they begin the chewing process. Now, in that setting, I'll just try to focus in on that screen. And, um but the more I ignored it the louder it seemed to get and so then I extended grace but it got louder um, and then in the end I found out that I spent no time watching what was in front of me what I wanted to learn the direction I wanted to go because I was too busy looking at the person's jaw move up and down as it seemed like they chewed on gravel have you experienced that and for me, it became the loudest voice. It took my attention from everything. It's, it's like when we were, um, Bri and I were over in the Middle East and we're walking through one of the streets to get to a destination. And there was markets left and right, these amazing markets. And people would be calling out from their shops saying, hey, do you want to buy carpet? Do you want to try the spices? Do you want to this or do you want that? And it was awesome. But the thing is, when you are trying to navigate your direction to a place and all these voices are yelling for your attention to drag you away, it began to be hard because we knew we had to get to a certain point. And the problem is this. If we are not careful, what will happen is we will pay attention to the loudest voice or the loudest voices. And the issue with this happens is is who or what are we allowing to hold the so-called megaphone in your life? Because they will impact the direction of your life. Who we allow to speak into our lives as if that information is truth, it will impact our heart, it will impact our mind, our emotions, and then it will impact our actions. And we need to be people that are asking ourselves, who or what are we allowing to be the loudest voice in our lives? Because if it is not God, then there is a very good chance that it is not truth and we need to make sure that god is the only one holding on to that megaphone in our life speaking the loudest voice the loudest cheer in the room and we know from this series already that god speaks dave twig mentioned that he says god speaks And the question is to us, to me, do you want to hear his voice? Do you want to hear his voice tonight? And if we are to hear God's voice, if you are wanting to be able to navigate through all the voices that come our way, then we need to be people in the word of God. Because that is where we hear God's truths. And this is what we're talking about tonight in that series, it's the key of keys. It's talking, reminding us not to have the Bible as a side project, but instead feasting on it. I want to be someone who's feasting, devouring it every day, because it's more than just ink on a page. And so what I want to do tonight as we navigate this, I want to look in two ways. Why? Why the Bible? Why is the Bible so significant when we're trying to listen for God's voice. And the other one is how. How do we practically do this? And I want to say up front, there's, this topic is big, and I'm not going to cover it all tonight, all right? Um, and there's many things we could address. One of them could be um, proving the uh, authenticity of the Bible. Uh, but we don't have time to do that tonight. If you want to talk about that, come and talk to us, because there's amazing proof in that. But why the Bible? The Bible we have in our hands, whether it is the paper version that you've got, maybe it's a digital version. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the original scrolls. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you've got in your hand as long as it's the Word of God. And we want to allow the Word of God to soak into us because it has been so beautifully preserved since the original Greek and Hebrew manuscripts. Manuscripts. And the Bible, the Word of God, is God, the creator of the universe, the God over all things, telling us everything He wants you and me to know. It tells us God's thoughts about everything. And here's something for you when God speaks, the truth is given. See, God understands everything perfectly, God understands everything fully. He sees the full picture. He knows what life is meant to look like because he is the author of our lives. Isn't that true? That's what you believe tonight. So the thoughts that God has about everything is true. Let me try to give a little bit of an illustration uh, about God's word. Growing up, um, I was mesmerized by these people called surveyors. And I don't know if you've ever witnessed one before. You might drive on the highway and there'll just be this random tripod like this one that I stole off Nick PB. And um, he wouldn't come up here and operate it for me. So I'm stuck here trying to work out what it does. Um, But I remember watching these guys. And as a young kid, I was just amazed by how could they or these one or two people come to this massive block of dirt and navigate their way through it so that one day when the houses are built, that not even, even designed yet, they can find their right place. And what would happen is the surveyor would come and make a survey point. And they would take all their measurements, all their levels off that point and they would look through, and they would see where they need to go. And it was like that survey point was truth. Everything else came off that. And this is what the Word of God is like for us. It's God's Word. It is God's truth in which everything finds its place. See, if God is the Creator and the author of our lives, then God himself needs to be the survey point in our lives, the reference mark. Because listen to this, what 2 Timothy 3 says, in the ESV version it says, all scripture is breathed out by God. It's all breathed out by God. Well, I reckon this is incredible because it shows us that the word of God is truth. The creator of the universe breathed out all scripture for us. The, the reason we need the truth, and we've done a series on this, and I've, I've mentioned these passages so many times, but it's such an amazing reminder for me. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against what? Flesh and blood but it's against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. you didn't know this, I want to remind you that, remember, Satan is against the truth because the Bible says in John 8.31... Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, you will know the truth, and what? The truth, will, the truth will set you free. Satan hates that thought. He doesn't want you set free. He doesn't want you to have life and life to the full. This is why we come to something like John 10.10, because we're in a spiritual battle. The thief, meaning Satan, comes to steal and to kill and to destroy your life. That's his game plan. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and that you will have life to the full. But it's so easy for us to forget this in our lives, isn't it? How many of us have thought, or maybe in this room, you may still think that God is just a dictator who is out of touch with life, and all he's trying to do is suppress you from experiencing life to its fullest. Have you ever thought that? I've thought that. But what I realized is that is nothing further than the truth. But the real truth is that Satan's greatest desire is to pull you from anything of God. Anything he can pull you away from of God, he will do. And Satan likes to sell you these half-truths. He loves to provide you misinformation. He loves to get us into a spiral of unfulfillment. Satan loves for us to listen to our past failures and past experiences. He loves us to listen to what people have to say in regard to who you are and who he is and who you, what you should be doing. He loves you to think that you are worthless. He loves you to think that you can do it on your own. He loves you to think that your wisdom is wise enough. He loves you to think it's true because everyone else says it is and everyone else is doing it. These are the things that Satan loves to put in play to try to take us away from the truth. But listen to First Peter. Because I love how 1 Peter, it describes that there is more to the Word of God than maybe you're currently thinking. And this is what 1 Peter 1, 23 to 25 in the ESV version says this. Since you have been born again, meaning you are now in a relationship with Jesus because of His grace. Since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through the what? Through the living seed. An abiding word of God. I love that. It's the living word of God. It keeps reading in 24. All flesh is like grass. All its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers. The flower falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever. Forever. I think that's incredible. Have you sat there before with your Bible open and thought about this? This is actually the living Word of God. This is how I know that God is not out of touch, that God's Word is just as relevant and just as significant and just as powerful as it was when He first breathed Scripture on the page. It's because it is the living Word of God. Let me, let me try to explain that. In John 1.1, 1, 1, we read this. In the beginning was the Word, meaning in the beginning was Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God, and the Word, Jesus, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and I love this part, and the darkness has not overcome it. We read, and we know this, that what happens is humanity chooses to walk away from God, and separation happens between God and man. But as we read in John three sixteen, what happens? It says, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And we read that Jesus dies on a cross as a public demonstration to show that our sins are now being put upon him and we can have forgiveness of sin. But you know why the word is alive? If Jesus is God in human form, is because this, three days later, he rises from the dead. He is raised from the dead to declare, I am who I said I am. And even death bows to me. Our God, who speaks through Jesus to us in the word of God, Our God is not dead in a tomb, but he is alive and seated in heaven. And that's why we have this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. And listen to this about Jesus that declares that he is alive and that he is living and that he is the truth. And that everything that Jesus spoke about in the the gospels was truth. Because listen to what Jesus answered. He he, He says, I am the way, He says, I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't that incredible? Jesus was in the beginning. Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. This is is why the Bible, Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 says this, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and at many times in various ways but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir over all things and through him and through whom also he made the universe now the son is the radiance of god's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word This is why the word of God is so powerful. This is why it's alive. Because Jesus isn't just a good person. He isn't just a great teacher with good life insights as some people believe. But the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the final authority. God speaking to us. And see, as we read about Jesus, it is God speaking directly to us. As we read the the Word of God, it is God speaking directly to us and revealing to humanity this, His very nature, God's very character, His promises, His faithfulness, His steadfast, never-changing love. He's speaking directly to us about compassion, His compassion, His mercy. His story of providing a way for man to be reunited to God through Jesus. He's telling us directly about the eternal glory that is ours in Christ Jesus. He's telling us that we can be children of God. And then it goes on to say, he goes on to tell us that his plan for humanity. He tells us about his wisdom in navigating life what we need to take hold of and what we need to be walking away from tonight. What will bring destruction in your life and what will bring nourishment? He calls out the lies and reveals to us the truth. He exposes Satan's plans and Satan's tricks and the schemes. He gives warnings and cautions and in turn God then illuminates the path which will bring life, peace, and freedom, and the list could go on. And the other thing is that the word of God has stood the test of time. If you've read the Old Testament, the prophecies that were delivered, and then we read in the New Testament how God has gracefully and faithfully fulfilled those promises. This is the power of the word of God. And this is why we need the Word of God when we're listening to Him. How do we we hear from God using the Bible? I want to give just four quick practical ideas. There's many others, but these are just four that I find helpful in myself, in my life. The first one is this. You need to plant yourself in the Word of God if you want to hear the voice of God. I'll say that again. You need to plant yourself in the Word of God if you want to hear the voice of God. Because this is where all the truths that I listed before and many others are found. We need to plant ourselves in the Word of God to hear his voice because it is the only measure for us of what is of God and what is not of God. We come with man's ideas, man's concepts. We're going to fail, but we need to hear God's voice. Now, I want to quickly note, God can speak however God wants to. He can do that sovereignly. And he does. He does it in, in powerful ways. He'll do whatever he wants in order to grab our attention and draw us to his heart. But I love what this old preacher, you might know his name, called Charles Spurgeon once said. He said, we listen to God because God speaks. But he speaks primarily through his scriptures. I love it. The Holy Spirit speaks to us, and the Holy Spirit prompts us. But can I say that the Holy Spirit is always grounded in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never prompt you to go and do something that is contrary to God's truths in the Scripture. And this is why we need to be planted. Because remember, God's Word is our survey point. It's the point where when we're making life decisions, we can look down through the lens to the Word of God and say, God, does this line up with your truths? See, this is why I need to be a person who's planted in the Word of God, not saying I do it well at all. But maybe for you tonight, your first step is just to pick up the Bible and just simply read one verse each day. And begin to allow the scriptures to speak to you. Maybe if it's not reading it, then listening. You know what I mean? There's amazing apps you can get. New version has audio and you can spend time if you're on your bike or you're walking or you're going to work on a train, maybe at lunchtime. Listen. Allow the truths of our great God's words to us telling us about Jesus, speak to us. Listen to what Psalm 1 says to those, to a people who uh, devour the word of God. This is what it says. And this is my prayer for my life. And this is prayer for this church. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night. And this is what it looks like when you do that. Verse three says, they are like trees planted beside the riverbed, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Are they prospering because they just read the Bible? No, because they are receiving the truths of our great God. They are dwelling in the living Word. And we need to soak this in in our lives when we are listening to God. We need to let the Word of God soak in so we can hear God's heart, so our minds can be renewed, so we can be transformed, so we can become more like Jesus, so that when the Holy Spirit speaks, we know His voice because we've read His truths. The Holy Spirit will convict us while we read the Bible, and he'll, he'll highlight our attitudes and our hidden motives. He'll bring sinner into light and talk about God's grace and forgiveness. This is why we need to be planted. It calls out lies, because we've read the truth. when everything might fall around us. we can still walk because we know the promises of God. We know the ministry of the scriptures speaking truth to us, telling us about how there's a God who draws near to the broken brokenhearted. Matthew 4.4 4 says this, and this is why it's critical. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, bread is good I love bread, and I had to cut it out of my diet, all right? But one thing we don't want to cut out is the bread of life. Hearing from the mouth of God. Because God wants to speak to us personally. This is what leads me to my second one, which is this. Hearing from God is personal. It's understanding the Word of God is not just ink on a page. Or just letters written or eyewitness accounts, but it is actually God-breathed and God wanting to speak to you, not, just necessarily, not necessarily to your neighbor, to you, it's personal. It, it, it's, it's deeper, it's richer than just flicking through to find a quick fix for the day. And that's what I love, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, the one that said that all scripture is God breathed because it goes on to say, because it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training me in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I tell you, when when God speaks corporately, and in this church, God is so faithful, We, we hear God speak corporately That is because people are personally sitting at the feet of Jesus. God speaks personally, which then it begins to be an affirmation corporately. Corporate affirmation isn't just one person standing up and saying, I've heard God, let's do it. It's people saying, hey, God's spoken to me too. All scripture is God breathed. See, we've planted ourselves. But now we're actually sitting and saying, God, I want to position myself in your word. I want to plant myself in it. And now I want you to say, because I've learned in your word that it's alive and it's active and you want to speak through your words. Now speak to me and fill me with your truth. It's a, I just want to sit at your feet. My Bible's open because I want to worship you. I want to adore you. I want to know you. I want to follow you, God. I want to love you more. Jesus, teach me who you are. Can you shape me? Can you correct me? Can you renew me? Can you point out things in my life which are going to damage me for the future? Jesus, will will you speak to me even if the answer that I really need right now for tomorrow? It doesn't come. Even if you speak to me into a topic which is not on my emergency things to do list, I'm still listening. This is the heart we want to be. We want God to speak. And we want to be in a position where we say, Hey, God, I've been planted in the Word, I've been coming to know who you are, I've been knowing your truths. I'm knowing your promises. I'm knowing your rhythms. I can look through, through that surveyor, and actually look through and go, okay, God, yeah, I can see your truths. And now we want to sit, and I want to hear personally from you. What do you want to say? I just think it's amazing that every time we sit and read, The teachings of Jesus, we are actually having a personal encounter with Him. Jesus is speaking to us through His Word. And I think about this if He is still alive, then He is still powerfully moving. And if He is still moving powerfully, then He's changing lives. Can I tell you that He's definitely changing lives? There was a story of it tonight. And if Jesus is still changing lives, then he's definitely speaking and he wants to speak to you tonight. And he's desperate for you to open up the word of God or open up your device and begin to read and learn from him. He wants to speak to you and we can't be a group Wanting to hear from God without being grounded in the Word of God. This is not out of uh, feeling like, oh, I better do it because God won't love me. No, it's coming because we want to love and know God more. The next point is, is this. Hold your plans lightly as you listen to God. How often I've come to God with my plans and this well thought out, amazing new idea. And then I come to God and I say, God, will you come and bless this idea? And will you help me make it succeed now? And praise God by his grace, he's done that. He's, he's helped me. But the point is this. When we come to the word of God, we're planted in it. we have said We want to hear from him then we offer and say, well, God, now come and tell us what is your plans. God, I've got plans over here and and they seem to match up with your word. I I feel like this is what you're calling me to do, but God, here they are. You you do what you want to do with these. And I come with open hands. I, I, I offer it to you. Now, as you speak to me through your word, I'm not gonna just try to listen to hear, oh yeah, that matches him with that, that's good, I'll take that, and we're gonna go with it. But it's actually saying, God, speak to me. Come with open hands, because God wants to speak, and he may be speaking in different ways. Because you may have learned, if you've been planted, that he is faithful, he is good, he is constant, his plans always prospers because he knows the plans he has for us, doesn't he? And the last one is this, and this has been hugely helpful for me as I've listened to God through his Holy Spirit, as I've listened to God in the scriptures, is this, use a godly community. One thing God has taught me, and I believe God wants us to be, is to be surrounded with people who love God and love his word. People who have been faithfully on the journey with God for many years. Those who have stood the test of times even when the storms of life have rattled their life. I love to surround myself with people who I can see the fruits of the spirit growing in because I've been at the feet of Jesus. And it's been in these times that God has spoken to me as I've done life with godly mentors, because as I've brought something before God, I've brought something that God's spoken to me before them, I can get affirmation. This is why Romans 12 two says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God. And Jeremiah 3.15 says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Because I tell you, when you surround yourself with people like this, They will push you deeper into the word of God. They'll be able to help you discern the voice of God. They'll help you to see the context of the scripture. They'll be able to speak from their own personal experience. They'll help you to understand the Holy Spirit's leading in those verses. I don't know if you've had this. Maybe you've read a passage and then all of a sudden you started to sweat because you think the Lord is calling you to the Congo tomorrow. Maybe you've had it where someone's come up to you with a real pure heart and said, hey, God has given me a word for you and they've told you and you are starting to sweat profusely. You're in a paper bag because you're like, oh my goodness, that is not what I've been hearing God speak to me. Maybe it's in this moment of revelation, someone like a Ty Thomas decides to quit his job and sell everything because he's read something and now he's going to start taking up tap dancing as his career. God could do it. I highly doubt it. But what I'm getting at is we could bring a godly community in with us as we go through the scriptures and we hear from God. And I tell you what that does, it grounds us and it affirms us and God loves to speak through his people. And so I'm going to get the band to come up. Because I don't know about you, but as I've studied this more and more, I don't want to be someone that reads the Bible like it's a novel. We won't just read the Bible as if it's just ink on a page, but actually we'll come to it we'll plant ourselves in it because it is God's word and it is living and active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword and it's God's word to you. It's God's word to me and he doesn't want to hold anything back from us. Isn't that the most incredible thing? You're saying, God, I want you to speak. Well, God's saying, open your word. Open my word and I'll speak. And as we listen to God, our desire as a church, right, is to go and love God and love our community. We want to see our communities transformed by the power of God. We want to see a city that experiences revival because they've come to experience a relationship with Jesus who is the truth and the life. And God wants to speak to us because he wants to share that stuff to us. He wants to shape us. He wants to get us ready. He wants to speak into your life. And he's saying, open my word. I'm preaching to myself here. I've got plenty of distractions that I can fill my time with. But God's saying, hey, I want you to be in the word. Because as you are in the Word, I'm going to speak to you. I think when we open the Word and we position ourselves, okay, okay, God, just speak. Whatever you want to talk about, you just speak. I think the Holy Spirit does backflips. Because the Holy Spirit's like, this is good. Because now when I speak, they're going to hear my voice. Because you can decide and decipher what is true and what's not. And so I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to get everyone to stand right across this auditorium. If you're online as well, you can stand if you want to. But we're going to have a time where we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak into us. And we're going to ask, Spirit of God, will you give us a fresh passion for your word? By your Holy Spirit, will you help us to hear your voice? Can we, be a, can we be a church that presses in to the Word of God? So maybe in these moments right now, let the Holy Spirit to speak to you. If the Word of God is a, off to the side here for you, ask the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh burden for the Word of God. Can you do that right now? maybe for you tonight even through hearing this you've actually realized hey i've been going to everything else for the truth maybe those things you do in secret that you think no one else knows about jesus is saying hey i want you to come away from that i want you to come back to the truth Maybe you've actually never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe it's a fresh surrender. It's coming back and saying, God, Jesus, I need you. If that is you tonight, I wanna give that opportunity to you right now. You can do that. You can ask, say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my life. I wanna draw you from you, Lord. Forgive me of my sin and be the savior of my life. And so Holy Spirit now, We want to come and give you praise and honor. We want to say that, Lord Jesus, you are the life. You are the truth. And Lord, I thank you that your your word proclaims that. Lord, and we're going to sing now and declare the fact that, Father, that the darkness has never overcome you and the darkness never will because your word says that you're alive. And I pray you'll change us and transform us through the power of your word we ask. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: this morning was singing that song. It's so powerful, those words, Jesus reigning above it all. And um, I didn't have an opportunity to share it this morning, but maybe it's for tonight. And uh, maybe there's just a sense, particularly with lockdown and things like that, uh, sometimes there can be a sense of hopelessness. And I just sensed uh, with those words so powerful that Jesus reigns above it all. I just sense to pray for our community, to pray for your university, to pray for your school, to pray for your family, to pray for your street, your community, because sometimes there's so much hopelessness. I know this isn't specifically about the Word of God, but I just sensed that we needed to pray for our community and our city and to pray for you and pray for people in your life that are maybe feeling hopeless or maybe tonight you're feeling there's a situation that you feel like it's hopeless and you need God to break through into that situation. And just at the end of this service, I just wanted to take this moment. We must pray. We've got to pray. We have to ask God that He might reign over that situation that you're struggling with. He might reign. Over uh, the circumstances in our life, and so can we just take a moment to do that now, great God. Well, we we thank you for those words, and we thank you. We declare tonight that you reign. We declare tonight that you reign over our universities in this city, in this nation. We declare tonight that you reign over our schools. We declare tonight. That You reign, O God. We declare that You are sovereign. We declare that nothing is greater than You. There is no sickness in this world that is greater than You. You reign and there is fear gripping the hearts of people. It is not of You because You reign. You are sovereign. You are sovereign of our lives. You are sovereign of our city. Getting in your heart, pray for them. Intercede for them. Plead right now. Just plead to the God who reigns and ask God that He might reign into the situation, that He might reign into their life. Just pray in this moment and seek Him. Intercede. We seek You now, God. We need You, God. Where there's hopelessness and fear, we pray You'd reign. Thank you right now, you hear every prayer. Every prayer, oh God. There's someone maybe even watching online. They feel completely hopeless. Oh God, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'd reign into their heart and into their life right now. You'd bring restoration, you'd bring healing, oh God. Just one more time, just one more time, we need to declare that you might reign. You've heard every prayer. Come Holy Spirit,
2: come Holy Spirit.
1: recognize that tonight, Father I don't know why, I don't know why but there's some struggling with hope and I thank you that you can bring healing and hope where it's needed great God because you are king, you are king and sovereign, we acknowledge that tonight, we declare that tonight, thank you great God you never leave us nor forsake us, we love you, we love you so much, you're a great father extraordinary father Father, if there's some online that don't know you yet, I just pray that they might surrender their hearts to you this very night and say, I need God if you'll real, reveal yourself to me and I thank you that you'll, you'll answer that prayer every single time. You'll answer it every time, oh God. God, we love you, we honour you and we worship you, Father. You're amazing, absolutely amazing. We thank you, Father. We thank you so much. We praise you tonight in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. He's an amazing God. He's the greatest Father I've ever encountered in my whole life. He's incredible. And I just say again, if you're online and listening, He'll never let you down if you surrender your heart and your life to Him. It's been so good to have you here tonight. So great to have you online as well. We need to go home and read this. This is the greatest thing ever, reading His Word. You will very rarely find me without this book, the Bible, it's incredible. And uh, we need to go home and read it. We need to read it every single day. But if you want prayer, we'd love to pray for you. It's been so good to have you here. It's been great to have you online. But God bless you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next Sunday. God bless.
3: Wow, what a powerful ending to our service tonight. I pray that you sense God speaking to you directly. And I want to particularly say that if you resonated with the message tonight or maybe with um, some of that response at the end there. Maybe you're feeling hopeless. You just want to reach out to someone. We want to be there for you. We want to pray for you. Make sure you let us know. Email prayerofbridgeman.org.au. We have a team of people who are ready to pray, to pray for you. You don't have to give the details of your situation. You can just say, please pray for me. And we would love to pray for this week. We also, just a reminder, if you want to reach out, we'd love to help you on your journey. You don't need to do the journey alone. Uh, as you're connecting in online there, email through to us at Here, We'd love to connect with you personally uh, and just help you however we can on the journey. So I pray you've been blessed. Um, be assured to. Just my prayers for you this week as we continue to step into the things that God has for us. But thank you again so much for sharing with us. And I pray you'll have a fantastic week. God bless you. Look forward to sharing with you again soon.